Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. And today we are most pleased to be joined by Rebecca Lau. Rebecca, along with her husband, Vince, has homeschooled her four children, who are now ages 17 to 26, for over 20 years. She's been a leader of a homeschool support group and co-op, a speaker at local and state homeschool functions, and she works full-time now as the Chief Customer Officer at Teaching Textbooks, which is a math curriculum company based in Oklahoma City. She finds joy in scrumptious food, nature, and sharing the struggles and triumphs of her own homeschooling journey with others. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Rebecca, first off, give us a little background about yourself before marriage and kids. If you can remember so far. Yeah, I will think really hard. I'm from a very um, small town in rural Ohio. Uh, My dad was a steel worker and I grew up in the valley in Ohio. Mm. And I went to the Ohio State University um, when I graduated and I majored in family and consumer science education, which most people know as home economics. (laughs) And I met my husband there. Um, I got my degree. I met my husband. And we've been married for 32 years last week. Aw, happy anniversary. <laughs> Thanks. Not a lot of people can say that they've been married that long. So good for you. So, yes. Um, so when in the mix of things did you decide to homeschool your kids? Uh, as I said, you have four kids. And then why? Okay. So I was teaching full time hmm. and uh, I had always wanted to stay home, be a homemaker but I also loved teaching. I, I really enjoyed my students and loved teaching. Um, but I had to work because uh, we were not able to live on just my husband's income. Mm-hmm. So I taught for over seven years. Um, in that time, I had a child and he was in um, daycare. And I was going to have another child when we uh, were able for me to stop working. We moved mm-hmm. and um, my husband was able to work full-time and I was able to be a full-time homemaker. And I had just assumed that I would always be, I would, I would probably be the one that was the president of the PTA kind Mm -hmm. of person and um, very type A personality. And I love, I love school. I love education, the whole, the whole bit. Um, But at some point when my oldest was getting closer to school age, my husband said, I think we need to homeschool. And I was (laughs) I was terrified of that. I had a very bright uh, little boy. My first son's very bright. And um, I was just scared to death to do that. And so I said, well, I will do it only if you can help me. Here I am. I taught high school kids. I don't know what can get more scary than high school kids. Yeah. So why was a five-year-old so scary? Right. right? Uh, My five-year-old was terrifying to me. So (laughs) he agreed to um, help me school. And that was the deal. That was September 1st. Um, We started kindergarten. My husband agreed to stick with me through thick and thin that first year. And um, 10 days later on 9-11, my um, 
my house was uprooted because my husband worked for the airline industry. And so he um, actually had to leave home. We were separated for a long time due to his work situation because of that upheaval. And after many uh, years, four or five years of moving and job transfers and trying to get our footing again, I now had homeschooled for four or five years. And the only thing that was consistent in that constant moving was my family um, Mm -hmm. and our homeschool. And so by the time we landed, we had already homeschooled for so long that I'd gotten accustomed to the ins and outs of it. I had my own schedule. My children were on their own levels of learning for wherever they were at. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I just can't, I really can't go back from here. This is work. This is working, it's yeah. working really well. And now that everything is so specialized for my kids, I can't just put them back in. Right. Um, I can't put them back in a traditional setting. So that's yeah. kind of how. Yeah. Um, it was the one stable thing in those years when yeah. you, you guys were very exactly. unstable, right? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly wow. right. Hmm. And Rebecca, now you work for a company that produces math curriculum. I do. Does that mean all your kids are math whizzes? No, no, (laughs) no. And I am not a math wizard. I, you know, I go out to conferences and conventions at times where people will call in the office and they think I have all of the, all of the math know-how, but I don't. (laughs) That's why I use teaching textbooks because I don't have to do the math. They do it for me. I actually have two, two of my four children have degrees in engineering. Um, One has a master's in engineering. So obviously they are math math elites is what yes. I call them. They're math wow, elites. And I have another, uh, my oldest daughter, she's, um, she's very bright as well. She's not an engineer. She's happily married. Um, but she didn't struggle too much with math. My 17 year old doesn't care a whole lot for math. He, <laughs> he really has to see how does this connect to the real world? Why am I learning about, um, an algebra equation. I don't understand how this is going to apply. So he struggles a little bit more, but it's not as if he can't, it's just Mm -hmm. not his favorite subject. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was actually my older daughter's thing, you know, tell me how algebra applies to the real life. And I, I don't know that I can still explain it to her, but (laughs) right. Right. Yeah. What were, um, what were some of the challenges you faced along the way with some of your kids in homeschooling? Well, I like to think of myself as a positive person, but when I am asked a question like that, I just think, I think there were a lot of struggles. I think homeschooling is hard. I think parenting is hard. Mm -hmm. And so maybe like many of your listeners, they might be thinking, you know, most of it is struggle or a lot of days are struggle. Sometimes it's hard to see um, what's super positive about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe because I took it so seriously that it felt hugely important to get right. Mm -hmm. And so that was just a struggle for me personally. My children, my children have never had a whole lot of learning struggles. One had a terrible time learning how to read. And that was frustrating both to her and myself. And to me, it was scary. It made Mm me really doubt, am I really able to do this? Do I, do I really need a, you know, professional teacher to teach her how to read? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the challenge, of course, in any of that is kids are where they're at. And mm-hmm. if they're four when they learn to read, that's great. If they're nine when they learn to read, that's great, too. They're, they are where they are. Yeah. And so I had to learn to just accept this is this is where she's at and she doesn't need to know any different. 
mm-hmm. that she is struggling with this. But that was a little bit scary. Um, the moving would get lonely when we would move to a new city or a new place. Sometimes that was a little bit lonely and I would have all those internal struggles again of just maybe some anxiety. Maybe I'm not enough. Maybe my kids are not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of being such a negative picture. I hope you ask a, what was good about it, but yeah, um, we will. That we will. That's next. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the, just the dailiness, the dailiness of it. Yeah. I've got to wake up again and put on, you know, put on my courage and yeah. do this again Mm-hmm. And when you have to do that day in and day out, there's nowhere to hide your own faulty character. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing to hide behind. I can't put them on a bus and just yeah. veg for half the day or go yeah. shopping or yeah. I'm just really confronted with myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always said that I'm, you know, in our homeschool, I am the student. Yes. I am the one who has to learn the most and the curriculum is mostly for me my kids are fine it's (laughs) me that I have to struggle struggle with and struggle through um but obviously I'm I'm on the other side I live I'm fine my kids are (laughs) fine yeah Yeah, but that that is fine but I do think that that's common I'm not sure we talk about that enough how of just how hard it is to school at home. Yeah. I'm glad that you said it because that that's really it. There's nowhere to hide, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning there there's nowhere to hide your faults and nor should we ever hide our, our faults. And I used to say that, you know, to my husband, I feel like sometimes I'm just a constant failure and the kids see Mm -hmm. the failing Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And then, but the Lord would say, you know what, that's, that's the best part. Because they also see, you know, the Mm -hmm. fact, and I would say to the kids, I, you know, this is why we have a savior, right? This is it. I'll never get it right. None of us will. So long as we have breath, God does the work. But the thing of it is, is um, we have to, we can't beat ourselves up. And there are so many more blessings that are just, um, you can't even count. So tell us some of those blessings. Mm -hmm. Well, I think each, you know, our children are so unique. They're all so different and Mm -hmm. just allowing them to be different. They didn't have to conform to um, necessarily, you know, a a school's way of thinking or Mm -hmm. a particular teacher's way of teaching. They here at home, they were given lots of space and margin to explore things that they personally were interested in, whether it was building or whether it was crafting or music or um, we did a robotics team for years. We still do that with our um, youngest son and other homeschool students. Um, Lessons of various kinds, volunteer work. They got to do all of that. And it wasn't pressed out by a rigorous um, school schedule, you know, Mm -hmm. the all day long school and then more hours of homework on top of it. So that was good. Um, getting to know my children well, and then just at graduation, getting to look in the face of a mm. person that I knew, and I felt like I've gotten their best years. I've mm. I've been able to experience their best years and be friends with them. Getting to travel, having flexible time, lots of uh, wonderful things about homeschooling. And now I feel like I get to give back. Mm. I I gave so many years to the homeschool community and. 
in situations like this, or when I'm out on the road at a convention or someone calls into the office that needs someone uh, to talk to about, um, sometimes it's math, but then it moves on to other things. I just feel like I get to give back. That's a great joy to me. Yeah. And that wouldn't have come without your homeschooling experience, of course. So I mean, it it all, it all fits in together. So you you kind of briefly mentioned it, but what are your three adult kids doing now that they've launched? And then does your 17 year old have any immediate plans for after he graduates? Well, two are, two are happily married. They've been married for um, six and four years, Mm -hmm. happily married. That's to me, one of the greatest accomplishments that they could ever do is have stable loving marriages. And so I'm proud. I'm really proud of that. I'm proud of them for that. Um, my oldest son, I told you is an engineer. My daughter's happily married and her husband's a programmer for his family's business. Mm. My, um, my 21 year old just graduated from university with an engineering degree, but he wants to work in film. And so he's living here at home and trying to get his footing again in the film industry. He's had some, uh, some luck with that. My 17-year-old is still trying to um, figure out what he wants to do. He's trying to find a job right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's interested um, in going to college. And that's fine and, and great <laughs> and um, suits him well. So we're kind of in the trying to get help him get launched a little bit. I, I So I guess we've launched two and then we're one's kind of launched, educated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got the degree. He can go yeah. get a job. But you know, that, that there's, there's a lot of gray area in there and there's really no pressure. I'd, I'd like for them just to be able to see clearly what they're built to do. And then I think opportunities will come their way. I think opportunities will be presented if they can just get really in touch with what they were created to do. Yeah. Cause I mean, who says that at 18 years old and you need to know what to do it to do with the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. just not, <laughs> that's just not realistic. Or 19 or right? 19 yeah, or whatever. I mean, our frontal lobes yeah. aren't even developed till 25. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. why do we do this to kids? Right. Yeah. It's not right. It just causes a lot of stress, unnecessary yeah. stress, I think. Absolutely. Rebecca, what advice do you have for homeschooling parents today? Well, um, first of all, I think you have to get some support. Mm-hmm. I, I never would have made it through this journey without uh, fellow homeschoolers, uh, people who blazed the trail in front of me, people who, people who cared enough to give me permission to take a day off or to mm-hmm. just speak some truth to me, to bring me back to center of who I am and why am I doing this? Remind me of the good things I need to support like that. Yeah. I think tell people not to give up on yourself. Don't give up on your kids. Um, don't give up on the process. Mm. There are some days, I mean, there are some days I they just, my whole world just fell apart. So like, this is not working. I'm just going to have to put them in school. Mm. And then a day or two later, I would think, no, that was obviously a rough day or a rough, <laughs> yeah. week, or a rough month. But <clears throat> yeah. So just, just not to give up and then to guard what's most sacred, guard your marriage, mm. guard, guard your time with God, guard your home and just the, you know, just the holiness of the day in your, just in your home that's been created mm. and in your family, keep that, keep that at the center of your homeschool. I love, love that. The holiness of your home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you didn't just stay home, 
right? Because we know, I know that you and I have talked previously that you started and ran a co-op. How did that yes. come about? <laughs> I am a doer. I am a doer and I am happiest when I am doing. And um, when I moved to Oklahoma City, there was a gal here in my neighborhood who just happened to be a homeschool mom of a lot of children. She had, I think, four biological and maybe that many adopted at the time or fostered um, a really neat gal that lived here in the neighborhood. And she introduced me to a homeschool group that had been um, in existence a long time. So I started going there with my children. And at the time they just had PE and I think the nursery and maybe a craft class or something, not much, mostly just PE and a whole lot of families. And they had teaching textbooks, math. So, so, so math and Fayette. They had math. They had math and PE. Wow. So I think what we did was we lured the kids there with the PE and then we made sure they got their math while we were there. Exactly. I that, and I don't know how that genius got set up. I don't know right? how to set all that up. But when I started, it was just mostly those those classes. And I think I was there for a little while, maybe half a year. And I said, you know, there are I think there were over 70 families at the time. I said, this is gigantic. I think we could make this into an actual co-op with classes, just enrichment, nothing too major, but just enrichment classes and something that's a little more structured than this so that no one um, gets lost or (laughs) nothing gets damaged while we're here. Let's, let's, you know, organize it a little bit. So we did that. And I, um, that is still going. That's been since 2009. So that's a long time ago that that started. And uh, Greg and Sean Sabori were there with teaching textbooks. Like I said, I wasn't, I don't even know how that got started, but they had an in-kind partnership with that um, homeschool group uh, here in South South Oklahoma City. And they would, um, every week, they would bring laptop computers, a whole bunch of them in the back of their car. They would um, let us have free math CDs. They would Mm -hmm. let our kids use their math program. And in exchange, they would get information from the kids. Just they would watch them as they worked Mm -hmm. through it. They would ask parents to give Mm -hmm. feedback for their product. And so it was a wonderful partnership um, with them. Wow. And you don't know how it started. It was already going when you when you came on board. I should have I should have asked um, (laughs) Greg before I spoke to you, but I don't know how it got started. Um, There came a day, though, when. I had been in I had been in charge of the co-op for quite a while and my kids even had had gone through it and I um had a meeting with Greg and Sean they wanted to speak to me and they said they weren't going to be able to do the math with our with our co-op anymore which hmm. was yeah we were all we were all sad that day now like it's you, just by end <laughs> yeah they i know they had other projects with the company that they needed to work on and they had sure. gotten as far as they needed to go with their math that is you know yeah. at some point you have to move on to other projects and exactly. um they asked me if i had ever considered working outside of the home and i had had already started kind of thinking about um I could see the light at the end of the tunnel one day. And I thought, well, yes, I actually have been thinking about working outside of the home. Hmm. And they offered me a position at teaching textbooks, working in the conference department. Um, We, we as a company go to, at the time, it was over a hundred conferences every year between February and and August. They asked me if I would come and manage that um, small, but mighty department. (laughs) 
I accepted and they accepted me as a homeschool mom. I was still homeschooling. They allowed me to work part-time for them. They understood what comes with the package of being a homeschool mom, Mm -hmm. that there are some days I have to be at co-op and there are some days when I have to get someone to band practice or (laughs) that sort of thing. And they worked with me um, in that regard and they really valued what I could bring to the company as a homeschool parent. Mm. And they see the unique skill set that homeschoolers can bring to a company. And so they offered me the job. I took it. And that was over five years ago. Wow. Could you tell us um, what what is their heart, their hope for families? Well, they are um, Greg and Sean Sabori are brothers. I should say that they're brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, in the business. They own the business together. They are very academically accomplished gentlemen. Um, They were math tutors in college. Greg was a math tutor at Harvard. And this is, maybe this is a little bit of a long story of how they got to homeschooling, but they started a private school Mm -hmm. for academically, um, highly academic students. And in that it was more like a one room schoolhouse. They didn't have a lot of students. I think they had less than 20, but they would teach these students in small groups of various ages and they would teach them all subjects. Mm. It was a classical school. And at some point they realized basically what they were doing was a homeschool model. These were various mm. age children all at one time. And so they realized the opportunity to actually help homeschooling families. Mm. And so they switched their focus to developing a math curriculum. They used Mm. it with their students in that school. Mm -hmm. And then they um, honed it for the homeschool family. Uh, They believe, highly believe in homeschooling. They think it's a superior way to educate children. They see Mm. all of the benefits of it. And um, they're so supportive in that way. And they thought what better to do than start with math and not Mm -hmm. easy math. Let's do a hard one. So they started with algebra one um, and they launched the company and that first product in 2004. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you and I were talking on the phone last week too, you said that they, they have this heart for homeschooling families and that's why they started with math because that seems to always be the stressor point. Right. Yeah, I I mean, I think if there's a deal breaker for why people would not homeschool, it's because of math. Mm. And maybe science is a second to that. But, you know, math is one of the three R's. You can't avoid it. You have to have it. Many people do not like it. Many do not feel adequate to teach it. And their goal was let's let's take that off of the homeschoolers plate. Let's Mm -hmm. do all that heavy lifting for them of math get that taken care of to where a student can be completely independent and do their math. And it it allows the parent to free up other time in their home and with their other children that they can do um, all the other things that they wanted to homeschool for in the first place. They mm-hmm. have time to read, they have margin, they have just a lack of stress when it comes to teaching math and it's designed in a way to do that. Um, the product itself is designed in a way that parents don't have to do the laborious task of teaching math. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I re- we, we always go to the homeschool conventions and I remember when uh, teaching textbooks first came out and it was mm. such a, a mm. table. Everybody was crowded around because of course the, <laughs> <laughs> it would be playing on the, the computer there. And yes. oh my goodness, I'll never forget. But tell us about um, your role as chief customer officer. What does that entail? Well, it's, it's really a dream job for me as a homeschooling parent. I, I could not be happier in this role. Um, like I said, I started in conferences, but then after a while I was promoted to this position and I deal with anything that has to, um, anything that is customer facing. So I am in charge of all of our customer service and our call center. So when people call in, they get a warm, friendly person who listens and helps them with their math issue or homeschooling issue. I field questions through social media. Hmm. I'm still very involved with conferences when we go out and talk to parents face to face. Anything that any concern that a customer would have, positive or negative, I deal with that. And then I work directly with Greg and Sean to give them feedback on what's happening. Um, I call it homeschool world, what's happening in homeschool world <laughs> or the market yeah, or, what, yep. or even what, you know, issues that people have with the product itself. I'm, I'm the front line. My, my team in the call center, we're the front line as to who hears the feedback of something's not working. Something's working great. Yeah. We are just a funnel. We funnel all of that information to Greg and Sean, who are very hands-on with the company and very involved with the product itself and changes in it. And um, I just field all of that information or any unhappy customers. I field all of those complaints. Wow. There aren't that many. I have to say we have fabulous customers. They are the kindest nicest people to deal with. And it's just a joy to go to my work every day mm. and get to talk to some of them. It's really a pleasure. But teach is, you know, this goes two ways because teaching textbooks is known have as having outstanding customer service. It for as long mm-hmm. as I've known about your company, that's what everybody has always said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys yeah, do a great and, job. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's from the top down. Yeah. I, I mean, I think our, I think Greg and Sean, again, they just, they just have real hearts for homeschooling families. They want nothing more than to support homeschool families. Mm. Um, I mean, yes, it's a business, but at the heart of it is just really wanting to serve, serve people and make a difference. This math makes a difference. It's not just math. It makes a difference in your family. It, it makes a difference in how your day goes. And when math is rotten in your day, your whole day goes rotten. That is true. <laughs> how many families have said, at least we got math done today. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Nothing else done. We've got to get yeah. math done. It's everyone's and so biggest. It feels like you're falling down in that area. If you feel like a failure. Yeah. And so this is more than we just provide math curriculum. It's way more than that. Yeah. This, this helps the whole family. So good. Mm. Tell, can you tell us about the nuts and bolts of teaching textbooks? Sure. There's, there's a lot to say. Um, <laughs> there, there's so much to say, and I don't want to sound like a commercial at all. No, um, that's okay. But there's a lot about the product itself. First of all, there's nothing like it on the market. There's, there's no other math that does the amount of teaching and explaining 
that this math does. Mm. Um, it's math three, which is about third grade. A lot mm-hmm. of second graders are great with math three, all the way through pre-calculus. Mm-hmm. Um, it is great for all types of learners, auditory le- learners, visual learners, um, struggling learners. It's, it's great in that way. All the problems are read aloud as well as all of the solutions are read aloud and they can see them on the screen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, started as a disc product with CDs. Now it's an app. It's a digital app that you download to divide a device. And it is, it's great across any platform. You can use phones, tablets, Mac, Windows, Chromebooks, um, Kindle Fires. It works across all of those. Wow. It is a, it is a 12 month access to a digital course. So you have, you have the content for 12 months and then you have the grade book access forever. That never mm-hmm. goes away. Um, but just access to the content goes away in 12 months. Um, it has automated grading. So when a student does a problem, they know instantly if it's correct or not correct. So there's no practicing, you know, many maths is like, you just can't get to the grading till the end of the week. And then maybe yeah. the student has practiced incorrectly all week. Yeah. And that's, that does a lot of harm. Um, just it's a big time waster, but it's also very uh, discouraging to students who've put in that much work and it was all incorrect. So teaching textbooks grades instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it does all the grading for the parent. What makes it a, a teacher in a textbook is why it's teaching textbooks, but a teacher in textbook. What makes it really unique, too, is um, um, instead of just having the math problem and then the answer. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out how did they get that answer, it bridges the gap in there. And every problem is explained step by step to get to the answer. Mm-hmm. And kids get to see that after, of course, they attempt it. They get to they get to see how it was solved. They can listen, re-listen to it. Um, there are hints and second chances, strategically placed hints throughout the program mm-hmm. that pop up just when they felt, oh, they're going to need a gentle nudge here to remember how to start this type of problem. There are hints. Second chances allow students to try again if they mm-hmm. don't get it uh, correct in the first try. Yeah. Those two things are options that parents can turn on or off. Mm. Um, very friendly. There's, there's just so much, there's so much yeah. to say about it. Um, it's approachable, gentle learning curve has beautiful and clever art. Um, it's funny and interesting. We're a lot of word problems and, uh, a lot of them are very humorous word problems, things that kids would enjoy as they're, as they're working through it. Stickers, they earn stickers and get them in a sticker book. <laughs> um, it's just, there's so much to see. Uh, in the product itself. And we we even have a free trial if people are interested in seeing how it, how the product itself works. Mm. And there's still a print book and you said an ebook version too for kids yep, who want right. to see the book, right? Yes, that's right. We still sell the um, print versions of the book. The, the information in the book is the very same information that's in the program itself. All the problems are the same. The digital app comes with an ebook that you can download as a PDF and print. And you can do that in sections, lessons and chapters and tests, that sort of thing. Not the whole thing in one PDF, but 
you can break it up and print that out. Mm -hmm. So that's always accessible um, during that 12 months of time um, to print. Some people just want to buy the book itself. And of course you can, you can do that. And we still sell the CDs. You'd be surprised how many people still want the CDs for different reasons. And we still sell and support those. You have to be kind of careful um, what device those will work on nowadays, mm. but our customer service again could help um, with that question. If, if um, your listeners had questions as to what type of device the CDs would still work on. Mm-hmm. Now, a critique that we've heard about teaching textbooks, which we don't think is warranted. Because we both used it with our kids. Yes. So. Is that it's not rigorous enough. But mm-hmm. how do you address that? that well, I appreciate you asking because it's probably <laughs> a lot of people ask that question. It's it's usually asked by people who have never used it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They've never used it. Yeah. And then they have the question about it or the you know, the fear of that with it. And uh, it's unfounded. I think, um, so I do appreciate you asking. I think one of the reasons is um, that topics were placed, again, this is a product that was created for homeschoolers. It was Mm -hmm. not created for um, a classroom situation. It was created for homeschoolers. And the topics that are introduced are introduced at a time when we believe the student is most ready to understand it conceptually mm-hmm. and developmentally to understand it. So let's say, for example, long division is taught in math four. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to push that down to a younger level if really kids are ready for it at about math four. Yeah. There's really no need to do that. And when you do, it causes yep. anxiety yes. in kids. And we don't want to um, cause kids to be afraid or push them to a point where it's really a little way out there, a little bit beyond their ability to um, uh, to really understand it, because then that's when they develop math phobia. And yeah. I don't think we can underestimate the importance of confidence in students when it comes to math. They need to be confident approaching it. It's like on a diving board. You can't be afraid to dive on the end of the diving board or you're just going to get hurt. You can't, you can't be afraid of that. And we don't want kids afraid um, of math. So it's, they're introduced whenever we think they're ready to do that. Um, And then you have to, you know, you can look at it a couple different ways. One is um, if you're concerned about being on par with where maybe the local school district is, you can just put your student one level higher. We have found that that works well. So if you have a student in math uh, or in sixth grade, maybe you just want to do math seven. If you want to stay in sync Hmm. with um, a local school, you can do that. And these are levels. These are not um, strictly grades. Math three is not strictly grade three. Mm-hmm. Math four is not strictly grade four. It's it's a level. And so there's some variation in there. So I would just find a place that your student fits well in. Um, we have placement tests. The free mm-hmm. trial will show you how the product works. The placement test will show you which level to start in. And those are available on the website, each one of those. But by the time a student get through all of the teaching textbooks courses, mm-hmm. all of the objectives of math um, and standards are met. All of them are. 
-hmm. and even the standards of other and, and objectives of other math curriculum, those are all met in teaching textbooks and your student will be prepared for college. My students were prepared for college. They did very well on their ACT scores and very well in college mathematics. That's not an issue at all. Yeah. Um, but that is one of the questions that people uh, that people ask. Yeah, I think somehow people think if their kids aren't crying every day yeah. after, after math, that I it's not that hard is. enough or something. And I don't, why would we want to do that to our children? Well, and it's I not a to, good math unless yeah. everyone's miserable. Right. I need yeah, that's not that's no, really not the approach. I think really sometimes the it's the it's the parents who aren't, you know, in parents. And I, I mean, I get this because I'm I hate to say I'm not a math girl. Right. The Lord has created us. I suppose I could be a math girl if I wanted to be, but <laughs> truth is, is I'm not. But I think sometimes it's even coming from that, from actually, you know, just that fear in in yeah. it that, um, you know, to, to say it's not rigorous. I think maybe people are just comparing math of other kids. Well, so-and-so uses this. So, you know, is this going to be rigorous enough? And the truth is, is your children, whether or not you know, whatever it is, that thing that they're lacking, it always falls down to our number one job as parents is to, to feed that hunger of them, show them how to learn. Right. Because right. even when the child, when that's contagious. So even if a child, let's say is lacking something, well, they're going to want to go after it anyway. So to put, like you were saying it too, you know, too much, too fast. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes overwhelming. Then there's the tears and they hate math and they don't want to do it. And all because mm -hmm. of kind of this keeping up with the Joneses kind mm -hmm. of mentality, you know, yeah. but we're looking at the child as the whole, what does the child, where's the child at with math? Right. I wish right. that teaching textbooks would have been around when I was a child. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've had a lot of people say that. I mean, it's just, it's just best to move um, kids at their own pace. Yes, where absolutely. They can handle, they, they can handle um, what's being presented to them. And if they need a little bit more time, then take a little bit more time. If they want to move through the levels more quickly, then move them through more quickly. Yep. I think that's part of the joy of homeschooling and why we, why we homeschool. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think sometimes the schools, they have to teach to a test. They have yep. to there's a lot of things involved in that. And one of the reasons I didn't want my kids in public school is I, I didn't necessarily want to play by those rules. It wasn't that I was, obviously I have successful children. Yeah. My children never suffered by me not pushing them to some standard that someone made up out there. Um, they all matured beautifully. They all learned really well. Yeah. Uh, without the pressure of all of that. And so again, this is, this is just meant to be a great approach and it's great for parents. It works for parents and it works for <laughs> um, kids. And I, yeah. especially like, uh, like we have a large family. We know that a lot of homeschoolers have larger families. Um, I only had four, but I still felt like that was an awful <laughs> lot of children at the time. And yeah. I remember just, you know, trying to get dinner started and, um, uh, taking care of a toddler and, you know, all of the things that many of us juggle or have juggled in the, or did juggle. And I could hear my other kids doing their math because I can hear teaching textbooks. They would mm. be at the kitchen table and I could hear them working on it, but I didn't have to be right next to them while they did it. Mm -hmm. And I could hear if it said way to go, 
I would know they got it <laughs> yeah. right. If I just heard, you know, sorry, that's not it. If I kept hearing that over, over, I know they're having difficulty, yeah. but so I'm, I'm present, but I don't have to be tied down to, um, my students sitting there working on the math and they love the independence of that as well. It's a win yeah. for everybody. It's a win for them. It's a win for me. And the math gets done. I get to check the math box for the day. So <laughs> I just, I just thought it was a game changer. I yeah. think teaching textbooks is a game changer. I think people should be willing to give it a try and see it's a whole different, um, it's just a whole different approach to math. It's still traditional math. There's nothing um, unusual about it or, um, you know, sometimes people are afraid it might be common core math or, you know, different people have different approaches to math. It's traditional math. It's just a yep. whole lot of fun. Yeah. And it's packaged yeah. in a really fun way that kids find it. Um, they're eager to do it. Lots yeah. of kids get up and first thing they just go ahead to do their math because it's fun. Yeah. One of the other questions I hear is that how come there isn't math one and math two? How come you started level three? Because yes. they want their little kids to enjoy it, too. <laughs> Because in 2004, little children were not really on devices. They they didn't have a mouse to move around. When, Which is okay. Maybe they shouldn't be, right? When you're five and six years old. <laughs> so I, you know, and and in time we will have we will have those lowest levels in time. Um, and like I said, math three is sometimes great even for kids in about second grade. So I wouldn't hesitate to do a placement test just to see if mm. they're ready for it. But that's why. Yeah. Uh, at the time, little children really weren't on computers and devices. Yeah. <laughs> is and they started at the top. They started at Algebra 1. They started yeah. with a hard one to bring right. the most yeah. help. Yeah, to bring the most help that they could. That's, yeah, possible. exactly. Uh, is teaching textbooks just focused on math? Well, we are um, we are working on other subjects, but I don't have anything that I can announce or that I would be allowed to, I'm not allowed to give any more information than that. Um, but we are working on it. We do see a need for this type of program mm. um, in other subjects. And so people have asked for it for a long time and we're definitely working on it. So they need to keep their eyes and ears open. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, that is exciting. Yep. I wish we had more kids, huh, Jenny? I know. <laughs> you guys. Well, do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners, Rebecca? Um, I would, I would just encourage people just to stay the course of homeschooling. You know, it's June and I know sometimes at the end of the year, you feel a little bit weary wondering, did I do enough? Are my kids where they're supposed to be? Um, I'd say enjoy your summer, enjoy your children. Homeschooling is a really high calling and it's hard, but it's it's just a wonderful privilege and right that we have and an opportunity that I am so glad that I got to be a part of. And um, just that I get to give back a little bit. And so I would just encourage people to hang in there um, at teaching textbooks, we would love to have the chance to be able to um, help carry the load of a tricky subject like math and free up some other areas of your school day. Um, we're kind of all in this together. I think we just need to encourage each other a little bit more in this task and um, maybe see the joy in it more than the work. 
Moms and dads, we thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to our conversation. I hope that you know deep down that God has placed you with your children for such a time as this and that you are the very best model of learning for your children. Mm -hmm.